Welcome to the Herald Podcast, New Generation, a podcast created for those who desire a new way of gaining information rather than reading a traditional newspaper. In our show, we will discuss everything from sports, pop culture, politics, and local news. To stay up to date on our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast service, such as Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, and you can also check us out on our website. And don't worry, we keep it short most of the time. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the New Generation Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tanner Mondock. And I'm your other host, Janae Avery. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another week. We have yet again another exciting episode planned here. We have a couple guests with us here today. We have Leon Avery, who just happens to be our very own Janae Avery's brother. Um, And we have Maria Ackley and David Alex. Uh, Leon and Maria are both with Black Sheep players and David Alex wrote their upcoming play N and so we brought him on the show this week to promo their upcoming production so without further ado sit back and enjoy this interview we had with them and maybe by the end of it you're going to want to go and see their show So we are joined here by a couple guests. We got some in studio and we got one coming all the way over from Chicago over Zoom. So if David, if you would like to start off by introducing yourself here on the left and then we will go around the room. Okay, my name is David Alex. I'm the author of the play N, which I'm very excited that it's having its Northeast premiere in Sharon, Pennsylvania with the Black Sheep Players. and. Excited to have Leon directing and the audience coming and Maria producing, and we'll go on from there. Uh, yes, this is Leon Avery. I'm the uh, director for the play N, and looking forward to uh, talking with you both. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having us today. I'm uh, Maria Ackley, and I'm one of the co-founders, actually, of Black Sheep Players. We'll be in our seventh season, and I will be producing our show N. All right. So, so yeah, you guys have the, the Black Sheep Players has the show N coming up very soon. When does that open, by the way? September 10th, 11th, and 12th. Okay. So you got this coming up very soon. So the big story here is that this will be your first in person since COVID, correct? Yes. So what what is that going to be like? Because I know that's kind of what's on everyone's mind. You know, this might be someone's first time getting out since the pandemic, seeing a live show. So what's that going to be like for you guys? Well, we, we're cautiously forging ahead, hoping that everything is going to be okay. Uh, one of the pluses of this show is that it's a very small cast, mm-hmm. which are things that Black Sheep players always gravitates to anyway. So we only have two people on stage at any one time. There's three people in this cast. We also have the option of arranging our seats so that we can do every other seat, every other row. And that's going to depend on what the guidelines and restrictions uh, are at the time we open. We open in nine days. Mm -hmm. So we're anticipating, hopefully not having to do anything, but we will be cautious. We are in the basement of First Presbyterian Church. So they've been following along all of the guidelines and all of the things that have been happening out of CDC. And 
wherever to let us know if they have something that they have to do in order for us to follow along. So we're hoping, and it's very exciting to be mm. back on a stage again. Right. Because I know that you guys, you know, you did something before during the pandemic, but it was all virtual. virtual. So. Yes, we did. Uh, we went ahead and did a Christmas show. Mm-hmm. I just thought we could do something special. And we did that. And mm-hmm. it was all virtual. It went over very well. But then this play found me in January. And uh, the rest is history. And we're going to be producing this. And it's going to be fabulous. Right. And you talked a little bit about how the play does have a small cast of about three actors. So I'm curious, David, how did you come up with the concept of the play and where does the name N stream from? Well, N refers to the N word. And I've been working on the play for quite a while. Growing up as a child of the 60s, and that was an era of uh, civil rights movement and a lot of strong writing and activities, et cetera. So I've always had a strong interest in that in terms of wondering what the world is going on. And as you know, things have really accelerated the past few years. I wanted to write a play that addressed some of the issues, but I didn't want it to be, you know, a, uh, a polemic, a big debate. It's a play. That's the most important thing that I think even young writers have to remember. You're writing a play. And so what happens is uh, I developed the characters and What was most interesting is that the play originally had just two characters, Mrs. Page and and Eddie. And during the rehearsal process, the director said, well, I think it'd be interesting if uh, we actually saw that third character for a future production. So that night I went home, typed it up, sent it on. The next morning she calls me, she goes, I'm gonna kill you. (laughs) I love this. And we brought on the uh, third character and uh, One of the most exciting things I think about the play is the discussions afterwards, that it really opens up a lot of opinions. People get to express themselves. I'm not sure how much you know about the play, but Mrs. Page is a senior African-American woman who is a passionate social political conservative who not only campaigned for Barry Goldwater, but is a staunch supporter of Clarence Thomas. And artists are mainly, I would say, in the mainstream, fairly liberal. The arts are fairly liberal. And maybe for that reason, political and social conservatives are not portrayed very positively in any of the media. And so sort of a switch that I present her in that light, a very literate, passionate political conservative. And... uh, The discussions afterwards, as I said, had been riveting, and I'm really interested in seeing uh, the audience reaction to the play. And Leon, as a director, you're going to be the one who's actually executing the play in this area. So what are you hoping that people take away after seeing the play? Uh, The main thing for me is that people will pick up a conversation after the play. Um, I'm a firm believer that the only way we're going to progress was dealing with these issues, whether it's dealing with um, uh, race, bigotry, ethnicities, um, uh, feminism, whatever, whatever um, particular ism that you're dealing with. The only way that we're going to move past it and grow from it is to actually have a conversation with one another. I've had um, experiences with people who haven't had any 
um, contact with Black people in the past, and they didn't even realize that racism wasn't really even a thing. So how in the world can we possibly like grow and, uh, and, and move forward as a society if we don't have a conversation? And that's the main thing I want to uh, hope that people take away from uh, the production, from, from my view of um, putting it forward with the actors and everything, is to make sure that um, they see that Mrs. They see Mrs. Page side, they see Eddie's side, and they stop yelling at each other. And then later on in the show, start actually listening to one another. Because um, we can turn on any news station and you just hear people yelling over and over and over again. And hopefully by the time people walk out the theater, they're going to be able to um, be like, okay, I've never thought of it like that before. One of the things that David has implemented after the show is a Q&A. And we're going to be able to address our audience afterwards and say, if anyone would like to stay now, we'd like to have your questions and answers Mm -hmm. and and have a discussion. So much of the content of the play is this conversation between Mrs. Page and Eddie. And that, as Leon said, that conversation also requires listening to each other. Mm -hmm. And then to continue that at the end of the show, when the blackout happens, I think is a really interesting factor and as a challenge too for us as at Black Sheep to do something with this socially relevant. We do try to do that. And I think that's something that this play, it will be a first for us to do something like that Mm -hmm. after the show is over. And I think that's very important to keep that conversation going. I know I've learned a lot just from having Leon direct it. When I first received the uh, email from David, as I said, in January, we were all sort of still in isolation and we didn't know what was happening with COVID. And I got this email from this gentleman about uh, reading his play. And I, oh, okay, this is interesting. And uh, I, I, I said, yes, please send it to me. So the PDF came, I read it and I immediately called Leon. I just felt... I. First of all, we like at Black Sheep, we, we've had six or seven different directors for our throughout our productions because we love to bring in new people. Mm-hmm. I think that's what keeps us moving and going and able to do the plays that we do. And I sent it to Leon and I said, OK, let's meet. Let's talk about it. And he said yes. So I was really excited about that because I knew he would have insights that I couldn't possibly have. Right dealing with some of these issues and it was best to turn it over in his hands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the questions that uh, Maria asked me is, well, how in the world did you find our theater? <laughs> I'm all the way over here in Chicago. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Yes. And so one of the, uh, what I did was while I was searching for theaters that I thought would be uh, a good venue for the play is uh I searched to see, for example, which theaters have produced plays that would feature a character like Mrs. Page, that a theater that's interested in not just, let's put on a play, but something that has social relevance and what have you. So I Googled theaters that have produced Driving Miss Daisy. (laughs) Because I figured if a theater is that progressive and willing to tackle something like that, then perhaps they'd be open to end. And there we are. <laughs> now, what year was that? I don't remember that you produced Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, wow. Uh, my memory's not as good as it used okay. to be, which is why I produce and direct now, David, because <laughs> it's hard about? to remember lines. It was just a couple of years ago. Right. Maybe f- uh, four years ago, I believe it was. And we've also, we've done, we've done Neil Simon. We've done some of the other uh, 
playwrights. And we did Doubt, which was another uh, piece I felt that was challenging to us to do. So, uh, yeah, and in fact, Leon played uh, played Hoke in our Driving Miss Daisy. One thing we do is we, we do try to do new shows and that's something we'd like to expand upon in the future. I told, uh, was telling uh, Garrett, the young man who came to be in this show, which is another interesting story. Uh, I was telling him that we like to move ahead. I don't like to go back and revisit old material. We want to move ahead. So if David, if you're writing any new plays, you could send me some PDFs in the future. Don't worry. I'm all ready. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And so David, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, your career. You know, you're over there in Chicago and you, you write plays and they end up in places like Sharon, Pennsylvania. So what's that like? Very exciting. I've written about uh, 14, 15 full-length plays, about 18 one-acts. And uh, most have been produced. Many have placed in writing competitions and what have you. Uh, I was a typical playwright. I majored in mathematics and taught and coached voice track. But I also had a major uh, in English. So I've always been writing. When I was eight or nine years old, I would write puppet shows, put them on for kids in the neighborhood. And uh, I was always writing, always writing. And I attend about 15, before this is before the pandemic, about 15 to 20 plays a month. Because Chicago, as you know, is a big theater city. And uh, although spectacles are nice, you know, my idea of theater is not the helicopter coming down on the stage like Miss Saigon, but the small black box, 30, 40 seats. I love it. It's all about the play. So that's, uh, that's where I come from. And... Uh, Writing is exciting. I uh, meet new friends all the time. Of course, the friends are on paper. And then they come to life. And uh, uh, I really enjoy it. I really do. All right. And so what are some, obviously, this might be, I don't want to say a touchy subject, but, you know, for some, this might be something that like a message that maybe they won't latch on to, or maybe they won't understand at first. So like, what ways are you like noticing maybe challenges in trying to get the message of this play, you know, across to the people who are going to come and see it? Well, first of all, I'm a firm believer in this. At a production, no two people see the same play. So you can even intend to have a certain message. And that's not the message that comes across. I mean, just as any parent and child, the message the parent is trying to deliver is not always a message that's received by the child. So, yes, on one hand, uh, and I, I get careful using the word message. What I like to do is present, you know, situations, ideas, and people uh, interpret those ideas. Because the message is, if you want to put it that way, everybody has their own message they're going to be receiving. And it's not a question of right or wrong, as opposed to how people are interpreting what's going on. And there are many uh, subtextual issues that go on in the play. It's not just a question of, of race. There's a question of age, a question of old age, young age, relationships, uh, economics, excuse me, that go on with Mrs. Page. So, uh, a woman of Mrs. Page's age is not going to see the same play as Eddie's age as the same play as a, a white woman or a black male or what have you. So uh, I, I, I sort of tend to stay away from the idea of the message of the play <clears throat> as opposed to 
there are many ideas in the play that people will reflect on and we go from there. Yeah, the main thing that I do as a director is to just put forward the information that I received from the playwright um, and, and, and help the actors to interpret where they can. Because at the end of the day, you can't really force or, or put into people's head um, a particular message. Because just as David said, people are going to pull away, but they're going to pull away from it. Like um, as David um, is an old, older gentleman, um, I'm also I'm I'm a I'm in my 30s and um, more liberal leaning in my thing. So I can identify far more with Eddie. So I probably will try to work my hardest to uh, push out that uh, Mrs. Page of the things that she says as well, because I am also coming from the black side with her. But at the same time, I have my more political leanings with Eddie. So it's just like trying to put those things out there and hopefully um, people will just take whatever they can from it. And hopefully the main thing, like I said, is to have um, the conversation because once you're able to have a conversation, then it doesn't really matter if you took just one thing away, you'll have a conversation with someone else who took another thing away and that's when growth can occur. Mm -hmm. And one of the exciting things about this production is that there are two actors that will be portraying Eddie. And so we see two different interpretations of the role. And it's interesting, I'm sure, for Mrs. Page also, because she's dealing with a different Eddie. One of the purposes of a writing is it gives the actors the opportunity to act. And there will be different interpretations, et cetera. And that's what's exciting about this particular production. And you mentioned Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I do want to point out for people that I believe there are two productions on Sunday, correct? That's correct. Yes, one at three in the afternoon in which the understudy will portray Eddie. And then at 7 p.m. that evening, that'll be the ending of the show. That'll be the close. Hmm. You know, I was talking to Leon. Leon has been very open to having conversations with us as a cast as well about their ideas. Their, he's been very open to listening to their ideas and taking everything into consideration and producing this very, you know, he's, he has a lot of integrity as to how to interpret the playwright's ideas. And he's been listening to me from my perspective. We all bring a strength, you know, even our crew, you know, our creative team all bring something different. Our, our lighting person, our costume person. And I said to Leon, I've got some ideas and he's very chill. You know, he listens to everybody. He kind of brings this Zen-like uh, atmosphere to, to what can otherwise be a very conflicted atmosphere sometimes. Everybody's doing everything, especially now as, as Tech Week starts to ramp up. And so I have a question for everyone. Obviously, you all have a background in arts and theater. So what would you say is the most important thing about art and theater? And why would you say that it is important for not only the world, but just cultural in general? I know for me, uh, theater and the arts, uh, the main thing that I take away from it is community. Because with theater, it's a bunch of different people with a bunch of different personalities, a bunch of different backgrounds, um, a bunch of different ways of doing life coming together to 
bring forth a, a piece of art for um, for everyone out there. It's it's different than just one artist uh, spray painting or brushing an art piece. It's different than um, singers all coming together and singing one particular piece. It's just a bunch of personalities coming together and and putting something forward. And whether it's the making sure that the light light designer is working together with the um, with the actors as well as the costumers to show the costume pieces in a good light and not conflict by having like a yellow light and uh, the costume designer has a blue outfit and it makes a green outfit and just like those little little things like that it was everyone bringing something to together and to put forward a true work of art that's the main thing I take away from the theater arts and hopefully that comes off of the stage as well to help people build their own communities with that communication like I said previously. I think I think my my love of theater goes back to my childhood, really, my family of origin, that I knew at a very young age that I could be something a little different. I came from somewhat of a conflicted home, and uh, I think that that gave me an outlet that I was very good at. I wasn't great in art class. I wasn't great in music class. But when it came time to do a production in fifth or sixth grade, I could shine. And I really loved it. And I loved to read. So I was I read plays a lot and thought it was something I was good at. And it's how I create how I can be creative. Mm -hmm. And I've continued that now over 40 years doing all different sorts of theater. And I love to be able to produce something on the stage that I've created with this team. Right. In order to grow, an individual needs to take a risk. And it's easier to take that risk watching somebody else take it first. And with theater, you have the opportunity to see life on stage. And sometimes it's life that you've lived. Sometimes it's life you want to live. Sometimes it's life you imagine. And by putting yourself in that world, you get to think about not just life, but about yourself from an entirely different perspective that you would normally not have that opportunity to do. That's one of the exciting things about being an audience member watching a production. Imagine the excitement and the growth that takes place with an actor on the stage who's actually growing with each performance and thinking about that character and continuing to grow. And the same thing for technical artists too. What if I had done this? What if I had done that? And bringing out and enhancing a production that they see themselves in a new light also. So yes, I think theater enables one to continue to grow. Hey, so I want to thank all you guys for coming on the show. Definitely really appreciate it. So before we go, is there anything else that maybe you guys would like to say that you had on your mind that maybe we didn't touch on yet? Well, you mentioned that this is... Uh, the program is called New Generation. Yes, the podcast, yeah. The podcast, yes. And I think that's an important title because this is a new generation. And so perhaps this generation, by looking at life, the social activities, political activities that are going on, will have a different perspective or a new perspective or an improved perspective than previous generations. And so that they will continue to grow as a generation. 
and then help a future generation after that. So I do like the title new generation. All right. Hey, we're going to, we're going to play that at the beginning of all our episodes coming up as a, as a little promo for the show. <laughs> uh, speaking of promo as producer, right. could I say how to get tickets? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Run through the dates, how to get tickets. Let's do all that here. Get yeah, the plugs September off. 10th, 11th and 12th, 7.30 Saturday, Friday and Saturday night, three o'clock on Sunday, the 12th and 7 p.m. Tickets are $15 and $13 for Random act, Acts of Artists members. Uh, mm -hmm. RAA is our umbrella mm -hmm. uh, group who sponsor us. And also you can go to blacksheep.booktix.com you can get your ticket online or you may get them at the door. All seating is general admission. So please come out and support us. I think you will be happy that you did. And that is at the First Presbyterian Church in Sharon. Sharon, 600 East State Street, Sharon, Pennsylvania. And you can meet the playwright at Sunday matinee or Saturday night's performance. All right. We'll be happy to have him there. Yes. Coming from all the way from Chicago. It should be exciting. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And oh, um, our pleasure. And good luck with the show. Break the legs. Right. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you.